This is Times News online editor Michael Abernathy, education reporter Jessica Williams, and I sat down this week at Graham High School to speak with STEM coordinator Valerie Sellers and science department head Christine Cezina Schutt about the specialized programs and equipment afforded to them by a $1.5 million Golden Leaf grant and how that's changed learning in Graham High School's classrooms. You can hear the excitement in their voices as they talk about the opportunities they now get to share with students. This is an excerpt from the interview that we had. You can hear the full interview at thetimesnews.com by clicking on this story. Can you elaborate a little bit more on the equipment that you do have now that you didn't and the experiments that you are able to do? Um, you, I'll let you start. <laughs> so, um, like, let me take myself there. Like, should we go to my Twitter page? Because I take <laughs> pictures of all my labs. Um, well, I'll do it. What's your Twitter? It's I'll, at Sazina Science. Yeah, great. There you go. Um, so one thing for physical science that I can specifically talk about is we use the uh, LabQuest, um, which is like a digital uh, probe, but it has many probes. So um, I use that often if we're just doing temperature, where we can look at, for example, um, how temperature affects uh, rates of weathering, um, just using the temperature probe simply, or we also have dissolved oxygen that we can look at. We can, we've done it with relative humidity, where we've done old sling psychrometers and then looking at this new digital data and how they compare. We use, there's so many probes, the albedo and and the other things that we have, uh, as I said, the Google expeditions. So as we discussed this, we actually went to the solar system and looked at solar wind coming off and, and how auroras are formed, um, which is just such an a powerful experience you know once again it's one thing to say yeah the sun gives off these particles but good thing we have you know our magnetosphere and and then for them to look and to see the auroras formed um, other equipment uh, we we've upgraded the whole uh, lab so um, when we have we have now new uh, hot plates, which some people are like, yeah, everyone has hot plates, but the ones we have, you can pick the specific temperature, you can uh, which control the experiments that much better. The sandbox that we have, this uh, it, it's incredible where the students can create their own contours within the sand, and then the computer itself uh, takes that imagery, and so when they hold their hand above, they make it rain under their hand, and they can watch the how the water is uh, going through different watersheds and divides. Like, I get goosebumps thinking about this. <laughs> Let's see, what else do we oh, have? Right. Oh, the, no. the, the also really interactive, like the stream tables. Uh -huh. So this was where, once again, weathering erosion depth position where we had discussed it. We'd already done uh, experiments about how weathering is affected by temperature and surface area. But then this is where I said to the students, create something in the sand, mm -hmm. and then let's look at how different slope affect the, this erosional process. Mm -hmm. And so they're really contouring. And I think so much of that is just doing where one student said, well, the sand keeps blocking my, my pathway. And I said, that's called erosion <laughs> and deposition. And so, you know, it's really to make these connections because we have really brilliant students here and sometimes it's not um, it's not their understanding of the content but the application of and right. now we have so much where they can apply and to be able to defend it so when we were doing an experiment um, I said to them 
you know, don't just tell me what the book tells me, but you, you need to explain to me, does this support what you thought, and what data have you just collected to prove that? Um, and then I sent them out, go, go around Graham and find me one, one part of physical, chemical, or physical weathering and one of chemical weathering, and come back and explain how that just related to what you did in the lab. And I think that is, is so powerful for these students because we can really transition to the concepts, to the labs, and to the real life. Mm -hmm. And and this this grant this this whole situation has given us just that for our students. And over in the in the life science area, um, last week they um, extracted DNA from um, strawberries, mm -hmm. and then they were actually able to extract um, DNA from their cheek cells. So we'll swab it inside their cheek and got to take home their own DNA. So high school students still like to do show and tell at home with their parents. Right. Um, taking um, two types of bacteria, a regular type, E. coli, and then we also had some glowing bacteria, and so they were able to insert the glowing bacteria into the E. coli and to make it actually glow and fluoresce. And so that's what got them interested about genetically modified organisms and how that's what their new career was going to be. I'm going to make my own genetically modified things and, and make lots more money. Um, electrophoresis, um, we have incubators. I mean, the, the oh, grow lights. Yes, we right. have these, these lovely grow lights, so we can change all the different um, conditions to um, do those types of experiments. Um, we've had AP biology in the class in, in the past. But now that um, class is a lot more rich because we are actually able to do all the required labs for AP biology. And so what they're doing in those classes are the same thing that they would be doing at the, at the college level in those AP classes for that. Um, the Chromebooks have been absolutely wonderful. No one-to-one. Um, the one-to-one -one initiative um, and also with the ProWise boards and um, with those boards teachers can display what's on their board into the student's computer screen and then pull up individual student screens and have that discussion with the entire class. So just the possibilities. Mm -hmm. We're still exploring them. Yeah, there absolutely. Lots of them. There's so much that um, it, it's exciting. And I think, and I just want to reiterate the, the Chromebook, the one-to-one, -one, it, it's amazing because it's becoming really it's becoming the norm for the students that when I say, okay, you're doing a presentation, you have 48 hours, that one student opens it up, shares the file with the other people, they're all working on different things. One person just put a picture while the other person's editing the same and the other person is finding mm -hmm. the information to go with and, and that this collaboration is becoming so second nature to them. Um, I think that is going to really help them in the future as we are in this digital age and it is an expectation in colleges. Your textbooks are online. Your class are online you submit things online and that's the, the same situation that they're now having in high school that you know they're accountable via submission through through Google Classroom or through Canvas and and they're used to these digital platforms as as part of their high school experience and how many Chromebooks are there are they for the whole school or were they just for the labs the, the entire school? school is one-to-one -one. Okay. every gotcha, student gotcha. has their very own Chromebook and it's there so their fourth block class houses their Chromebook and every morning they come get it and they take it with them throughout the day.